Hi, this is Kara Eglinton, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 15-year-old Erin Bird. She is considered an endangered runaway. Erin went missing from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, on November 19, 2011. She is Caucasian, 5'3", weighing 112 pounds with brown eyes and blonde hair. If you know of Aaron Bird's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That is 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Aaron Bird, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll bring you the latest tech talk and the inside scoop on what you should be thinking about buying. Now, here are your hosts. Thank you, and welcome to the program Tech Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Mark, along with my co-host Dylan, and today we'll be talking about robotics. So, welcome back, our second show. Really excited, aren't we? Yes, we are. How was your week, Mark? I had a good week, good week. Um, let's see, Thursday... Uh, not much. Friday, not much. Saturday, um, I went to a friend's house and I worked on my VEX robot. And this Saturday, I'm going to a VEX competition. How is your VEX robot coming along? Good, good. It's uh, it's pretty much done by now. Um, it's all built. The programs are all done. Um, so for those of you who missed uh, last week's um, sorry, last week's program, uh, I talked about VEX and their competition, and this Saturday is their competition, and I'm competing in that. So, uh, like I said, on Saturday, I went to a friend's house, and I worked all day on that. And Sunday, not much, and pretty much not much until Wednesday, and when I went to the park, and uh, that's about it for me. How about you? I'm good, thank you. I um, had baseball practice quite a few days of this week. So, back on your VEX robot, are you excited for the competition? Oh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. I, I like, like I said, um, in the last program, uh, the year before when I competed, I got second place overall. And I beat a high school undefeated team. Very good. So, um, are you still enjoying your Kindle Fire? Oh, yeah, it's great. I, I love it a lot. You know, it's, I, I like it a lot. There's, it's a bunch of stuff it does, and it, I just, I don't know what to say about it. It's just, it's really great for me. Okay, well, um, the FRC, First Robotics Competition, was announced. This year's name is Rebound Rumble. It is played on a 27 by 54 foot court. Alliances have three teams each. Four scoring hoops are positioned on the wall at three different heights. And it is played with compact foam basketballs. 
The object of the game is to score as many points as you can in the hoops at the far end of the court. The higher the hoop you score in, the more points you get. A 15-second hybrid period starts the match. Every basket scored during this period gets 3-point bonus. Balls can be scored from anywhere on the court. Near the end of the match, the robots will drive on tilting bridges and try to balance on them. If they succeed, bonus points are given. My friends who um, go to the school Bella Vista, it's a private school, are um, joining the Bella Vista robotics team for FRC. So congrats to them. Yeah, I hope they do well. Um, That's exciting, and I hope they do good. Uh, As I also mentioned, um, there's a video for this, so you can, like, Google search that and uh, if you want to know more. And this was really interesting, though. When I watched the video, the 15-second hybrid period that Dylan was talking about, uh, it's controlled by Kinect, actually. It's the Kinect sensor for Xbox 360. If uh, people who do not know about this, it's a game device for Xbox 360, but there's so many more uses for it. I have it, and I like it a lot, but I've seen people who control Lego Mindstorm with it. We've done a lot of things. So the hybrid period, you're supposed to use the Kinect sensor to control your robot for that period. And then after that, the uh, player controllers walk up and they control by remote control, basically. If you want to do FRC, if you're a high school student, you are allowed to join the competition and make a team with your school or with your family or whoever you want to make it with as long as you're in the age range. So um, let's talk about some heat-sensitive cells on tanks. Tanks are easy to spot in the daytime, and they generate lots of heat so they can be detected by infrared at night. But if there are heat-sensitive cells on the tank that could change the patterns of the heat reflected by the tank's surroundings, it could be hidden, almost like camouflage, and would make it a lot harder to see with infrared. Exactly. So um, we got, uh, uh, I got this magazine, two magazines, called Make and Popular Science, and we got this out of Popular Science. There are people out there who are designing these heat-sensitive cells, like Dylan said, they're like these uh, about five by five inch hexagons, uh, hexagon scales, basically, and you layer them over a tank. And they can disguise the heat signature or completely get rid of the heat signature. They're they're really pretty cool, and uh, that uh, they said about two years from now uh, they are going to uh, they're going to apply these to real world tanks and stuff. It's it's pretty neat actually. So. Yeah, they and uh, they made these in August, and uh, they're made by a British Kobe system. Unveiled new, they're, uh, they're made by a British Kobe. Uh, they're pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure. There, what other uses do you think we could use for them? You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Dylan, and I'm Mark, and today we are talking about robotics. So, uh, like, so uh, before Dylan said that, uh, I was asking a question. Uh, what do you think? What else do you think uh, these sens- heat-sensitive cells could be used for? They could use for so many things. They could be used for jets at night, so they can't be detected. They could use just be for cars at night, like if you're trying to sneak in. They could even be like put on clothing if you could. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking that, like military camouflage. For our secret night missions. 
Yeah. But when friendly fire is concerned, the operators who control the cell temperatures can exaggerate the tank's heat signature to prevent confusion so no one gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want, want someone shooting down their own tank. That'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah, so other uses might be something like, uh, uh, say, uh, these sensor cells like uh, basically direct heat and move it to different places. So what I'm uh, so another th- use I thought for it was uh, like on motor engines for cars, motorcycles, and stuff. So that that could, that could also cool them down. Yeah, that'd be good because then you wouldn't get overheated as quickly. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't need radiators. That would be really helpful. Yeah, so I, I was just thinking about that. That's a good idea. There are lots of uses for something as uh, heat-sensitive cells, as we were just talking about. Uh, yeah, these things are pretty innovative. Uh, I have to say, there's like a lot. I have to say, these be pretty useful. Only only problem I would see in this is if the enemy ever ever got their hands on this. Yeah, that wouldn't be too good. Wouldn't be good at all. So the cells in infrared vision, it almost as looks as if it just disappears into the background because, like we were saying, the cells can look like the heat patterns make it look like it's the environment behind it. So it looks like there's absolutely nothing there because tanks generate lots of heat. So it's would be way too easy to spot by infrared. So if you had a heat sensitive cells, then you could hide, you could go on stealth missions. And, um, if you had like a quiet tank, you could make it so almost no one notices you. The, that was what I was about to say is, um, on, the thing about the heat sensitive cells is they would they help with that, but uh, if you put them on tanks, tanks are still pretty loud. Yeah, you'd need a much quieter engine to do it. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, something like that. Like uh, my dad's Prius. He he has a Prius. Is even though it's an old Prius, his engine is like super quiet. It's, like, it's barely noticeable. The only thing is, is I don't think a Prius engine could drive a tank. Just saying. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, but, like, just an example, it'd be something like that. Yeah, something a lot quieter. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you just joining, uh, this is Tech Team on Wish America Kids Network. This is, we're talking about heat sensitive cells uh, for tanks, different uses. It could be used for all sorts of stuff, like clothing, cars, planes, whatever. A lot of stuff could be used with heat sensitive cells. Yeah, so um, if if you if you're here before, you would hear me say like a popular science, and so I heard that they're making also they're also designing a new B two bomber, so they can maybe use those heat sensitive heat sensitive cells on those. If you would like to email the show, send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo dot com. Make sure you mention my name, Dylan, and mention the show Tech Team. Share some of your thoughts or ask a question, and we will try to answer it on the air. Let's take a break. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, welcome back to Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue our conversation about robotics. All right, so we're back here uh, after the break. Hope you, got, hope you didn't miss us. Uh, so our next thing we're going to talk about here, it's called Play Guitar Hero Hands-Free. Now, if, for those of you who play Guitar Hero or Rock Band, you may know that you have the guitar, you have the drums, right? Or So guitar, you strum and you hold the buttons. Yeah, I've played Guitar Hero and it's really fun. Yeah, so there are two people out there named Robert Armiji. Major and Car- Carl Riley, they have designed a way to play guitar here without touching the guitar. It's pretty amazing. That is very cool. Yeah, the way it works is, so, have you ever gotten an EMG scan? I don't think so, not that I know of. What is that? It's, uh, well, normally what it is is they have this, like, cap thing on your head, right? And it reads your brain signals. So what they did is they put they took one and they uh, they started designing it to go on your wrist, right? And so it can read when your muscles move, and uh, and in your hand, right? So it knows which fingers are moving. So uh, that resembles the buttons. And then what? And then what that does? Uh, that sends an EMG signal to, which then goes to an amplifier, and that goes to a lop- laptop, right? And so the laptop sorts it all out. And that brings and that basically uh, turns it into what the 
the electrical current in it so that it can understand it. So you can play Guitar Hero without even touching anything. You can just go yeah. in the air. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and so the signals once it knows, once it understands, then we'll send it to the Wii, and that's the console they were using, um, Wii Nintendo console. And so after they did that, uh, the Wii, so the Wii takes that in, and so it can actually play the game, and the Wii sends video to the laptop. Oh wow. Yeah, and I th- I think this would be pretty cool for. Does anyone know Power Glove? If if it, if you ever know Power Glove, it's like this really old, like uh, it's like this really old uh, video game thing. It was like a glove, so it, it for like games and stuff. That, you, that was your controller, had like a keypad on your wrist and stuff. It's really old, but it was a really cool concept. But it was too early for its time. So if they designed this, this could be like a better Power Glove. So it's like a literally air guitar. Exactly. Okay, so it, you said it goes into a laptop. How does it go into the laptop? Do they use a Bluetooth, or is it connected it's, by it's a cord? cord. It, it's a cord. I'm not sure which cord it is. I read this uh, in a magazine called Make. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I got Make in Popular Science. Okay. So they, these are um, pretty good magazines. I suggest getting them. But this was, uh, you get to read cool stuff about this just like that. Uh, so, like I said, we use Power Glove. Um, same technology can be used for controlling robots. Uh, I was thinking, like, um, so I mentioned that Connect could control robots. Well, this is this isn't exactly hands-free, but you could do practically the same thing with this, with that, with this, uh, if you will, Power Glove. What was their reason on making a hands-free guitar? Uh, I think it was for uh, for people with amputations. So people can get yeah. uh have fun without who can't actually hold a guitar exactly that's cool um has any and let me ask you another question have you ever seen real steel i have not but i've heard of it yeah it was a movie came out not too long ago it takes place about 2016 2017 right and it's about where the world of boxing is taken over by robots right and i was thinking if you've ever seen, um, if you're seeing a movie, you know that the main character robot, G- the G2 generation, whatever, um, it had a shadow motion function, whatever. So if it would copy your movements, this can be used for the same thing. That's what I meant by controlling robots. So you can use this for uh, shadow shadow mode, if you will. You could use something like that for all sorts of things to control. You could use it for. Um, cars, you could use it to test drive, like test driving cars, mm-hmm. robots, like you said, use it for all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it'd be pretty useful. So there's another thing I would like to talk about. Um, there's a robotic arm flight simulator that they made for jet fighter pilots to learn intricate maneuvers just seven meters off the ground. It's essentially a giant robot arm with a seat on it that can, with a reach of 7 meters, and can get up to 6 G-forces, which is ideal for flight simulation. So it can go really fast and go really hard. Most flight simulators are restricted to their movements and can't get a real flying experience, but this one can get almost as if you were in an actual jet. Wow, that's amazing. The simulator... It uses a giant robotic arm to spin users at high speeds and in any direction so they can practice their um, getting control over their jet and where they're trying to fly. Um, 
They use high-resolution 3D display mounted inside a headset, so they can the user is totally immersed in set training environment, both visually and physically, because they got the G-forces, and it looks like you're at the place. So it's like this uh, super, super high-tech, like, virtual world type thing. Pretty much. Um, so you can get the feel of what it's like inside a jet and what you're doing. And it also can simulate a crash landing. So you you get G-forces and you're rolling and you're spinning. And so you try and get it back under control and it can do all sorts of that. So the pilots can train on what to do during a crash or an engine failure. Now, wouldn't that be kind of dangerous because, you know, uh, pilots have died in a crash landing. Well, that's the point. You're trying to train them to t- get control back over their jet during a crash landing. That's why they're simulating yeah. it. Because in the robotic arm, you're not actually crashing. You're just simulating the crash. Right, so it doesn't have enough power to really get the G-forces that would hurt you. Yeah, you're, you're totally safe in there. They have all sorts of stuff to keep you protected. But, um... They can also determine the pilot's physical and mental responses while they're on the um, the flight simulator using EEG, which is electroencephalogram. Which I mentioned that earlier when I uh, when I said the the power glove thing. That I got the, I got that on my my head once for. Um, well, I can't talk today, but I got that. I, they put it on my head once uh, for whatever reason. They wanted to see my brain signals. So same type of thing as what Dylan's talking about. Yeah, because like Mark said, it monitors the brain so they can see their mental reaction while they're, you know, trying to stop the crash landing or the engine failure or just in the just maneuvering at all. So they can and, see like when they're crash landing, they can see him and they can see his brain going. <laughs> And they also use an ECG, uh, which monitors their pulse and blood pressure. So they can see what their reactions are physically and mentally. And it can, this flight simulator can also be used to simulate space shuttles, helicopters, tanks, other armored vehicles, race cars, and motorbikes. So it can simulate uh, almost any motorized vehicle so this is like a great way just to tell if someone's ready for this if they can do it yeah and it reduces the risk of someone getting hurt during training exactly can i ask you if um if you're in this right you're crash landing do you have the option to pull the pull whatever the like trigger thing is and eject um i don't think you would eject seven meters off the ground but um (laughs) well yeah but i mean like in the virtual world um, you might be able to. Um, I don't know. But um, it it can help people with whatever they're trying to do in whatever way, in whatever vehicle. It can simulate it. And it's really high-tech. It's really amazing to watch. It can do all sorts of movements. It can do 360 sm- spins. And it can do um, really... Um, intricate roles and it can do all sorts of stuff it's really an amazing simulator that really is that's really interesting it's 
pretty cool to watch. There's a video on it, and it is amazing. And what what website is that video at? Um, it you can Google it. I'm not sure what the website is, but mm-hmm. it's really movable, and it can do all sorts of stuff. That's really interesting. If you would like to email the show, send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Make sure you mention my name, Dylan. And Mark, and my name, Mark. And mention the name of the show, Tech Team. Tell us something or ask questions that we can mention or answer on the air. So let's take a break. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, welcome back to the show, Tech Team, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Mark. And I'm Dylan. And let's continue with a conversation about robotics. So, uh, welcome back after the break. I hope we had a good break. Uh, let's see. So, our, fir- our first one is... Prison guards. We're going to talk about South Korea. Um, they're going to have robotic guards controlling their prison. 
Um, the robots have sensors that will be able to detect unusual behavior within the prisons while they're patrolling. Like if you, they can detect violence and stuff. So they can then report it to a person in charge it using a remote conversation function. They will be about five feet high and they will run on four wheels. They will be used mostly at night because they're robots. Um, they will be helpful because they will be able to detect stuff and humans can, you know, only listen and see where all, as these will be able to detect behavior that they don't think is quite right. Um, another robot I want to talk about is iCub. iCub is actually the most advanced robot in the world. He has been nominated to carry the Olympic torch for the Olympic Games in London this year. Wow. Yeah, so a robot may be carrying the Olympic torch. Imagine that, tuning into the Olympics, seeing a robot carrying an Olympic torch. <laughs> Before you know it, all the competitors will be robots. Before you know it, the announcers will be robots. Actually, I'm pretty sure in Turkey, um, they are holding a robotic Olympic Games. So, that is interesting. Hmm. Um, he, iCub was nominated through Lloyd's TSB, who is one of the presenting partners of the Olympic Games. iCub differs from other robots because the builders aim for iCub to learn from his experiences. So he kind of learns from his mistakes as if humans do. So artificial, artificial intelligence. There you go. Hmm. Another robot is Frida. Um, Foxconn is a company that plans to bring in one million robots in the next three to five years. Uh, it is rumored that they will use a robot called Frida. Frida is, uh, has lots of motors and can move around and build stuff, just like people can. <laughs> um, Foxconn is a big company because they supply the likes of electronic names like Apple, HP, Dell, Big, big names like that. Really? Yes. So um, that will be a huge step towards the technology future for Foxconn. That really would. It'll be interesting to see how that goes and if it turns out to be better or whatever happens. Right. Um, let's talk about a dune buggy. Um, you guys might have been a little surprised when I said that. But um, this dune buggy is a solar dune buggy. It, is, it was made by Michael and Kenny Ham, who are brothers. It is a three-wheeled solar dune buggy. Their goal was to create cheap vehicles that, to get people interested in renewable energy. Um, it was built in 2009. It was just made from a heap of parts. It was an old classroom seat, steering and suspension components from a Volkswagen Beetle, sealed lead and acid battery, solar battery charger, and three motorcycle tires. Though it was heavy and only had two horsepower, <laughs> it ran. Um, wow. uh, they made it with some university partners, and... They didn't. They knew it wasn't going to be incredible, but they said that it was more for the learning experience than it was to sell. Yeah, like at least they did it. At least they went out to do it. Yeah, they learned, and that's a big step towards you know solar energy, wind energy, water energy, 
any kind of energy that, you know, doesn't use what we're using now. Right. I Yeah, I hope one day uh, we can stop using fossil fuel energy. That'd be nice. Yeah. The only problem I have with solar energy is it takes a lot of solar panels to make a, a, to make enough energy. Well, in Arizona it wouldn't, but... Um. Well, <laughs> yeah, Arizona it's always sunny. Sun's always so bright and hot here. Yeah, and... Um, they said they make some mistakes, but it still runs, and they they made it work, so... Yeah, they go after it again. They can probably make one that would be just as good as any normal doom buggy. You get solar-powered doom buggy going over the Saharas. Yeah. Imagine that. You have, if you have a solar-powered doom buggy that didn't that actually worked, then you could go over the Saharas for, like, ever. A year. <laughs> yeah, you, you just keep going. You just keep on going. Uh, there be no fossil fuel. You have unlimited, you know, power. Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Voice of America Kids Network. This show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And our topic today is robotics. All right, so uh, if you missed it, we were just talking about a solar doom buggy. Um, but we're going to move on from that. Uh, it's going to be hiding robots. Basically, uh, this, is, uh, this is basically these a snake, if you will, these snake robots. Uh, uh, basically, they'll crawl around and twist any, any which way. Right, scientists have been developing developing this with this uh, with a special programming language, so that it, whenever it can see, it can map three D images of the place using like a son, not Sonic. Um, was it like bats? The way bats use it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the when bats they like uh, they send out like a um, sound, and they when it comes back to them, they know how far away something is. So this robot uses sort of the same thing, and it just keeps on doing that. And it gets a 3D image of the area surrounding it, so it can move around and sees that. So is it small or is it big? It's pretty small, I guess, uh, like the portion of it. It's still, it's still like a prototype, but like the way it works is it would be like it's designed for, for the military. That it, so it has two sole purposes that... Uh, the first one is, so the ro- this robot can drop the end of its tail, right? So why would it drop the end of its tail? For two reasons. First reason, uh, it can drop its tail. Now, the tail part can have two uses. The first part is it can be like a bug, so it can you can drop it in a room and listen to the enemy, get their plans. And the second information is for assassination. The end part can be a bomb. Go in there, drop a bomb, run out, Bam! Okay, <laughs> so this snake, I am guessing, just by what I'm hearing, you said it's small, can twist in any direction. It can get into small type spaces that most people can't, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the purpose, is so it can get where people can't, and do things that are too dangerous for normal people. Okay, so you said this um, snake thing, it's a snake, right? Yes. Okay. You said it was pretty small. Do you know about how big it is? Or uh, no, I don't know how big it is. It's um, let me think. Like okay, so the biggest snake in the world is like a python, right? Type, yeah, something like that. And then the smallest, well, not not the smallest snake, but pretty small snake is like a garden snake, right? Yeah. So it'll be somewhere in between that. It's not. It's not huge, but uh, uh, but it's not incredibly small. So it's like small enough to fit inside stuff, but you know, it's not too huge. But like I said, it's still in prototype form. 
Uh, I read this in a, a magazine called Popular Science. I keep mentioning this that I get making Popular Science. They're pretty great magazines. I like them, and I read like a lot of great stuff. Like uh, I read they're planning a new B two bomber. Uh, we read that if you were listening from the very beginning, you hear the heat sensitive cells. Those I read in Popular Science as well. So many things uh, of that nature. Actually, speaking of robotic snakes, I read an article about the biggest robotic snake in the world was invented recently. It's 50 feet and like long, and it is humongous with a bazillion motors, so it moves just wow. like a snake. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it, it goes... They also, the same people made a, um, like a bug-looking thing that a human can sit in, and the snake was like ten times as long as it, so you know about how wow. big that snake would be. That's huge. That's incredibly huge. It was really an amazing snake. Yeah. Don't like want to be bit that. by something like that. No. No, you would not. Uh, snake that size could swallow you whole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so it was a big snake. Um, I guess there's quite a few robotic snakes out there. And um, like Mark was saying, there's one that's small that can fit into tight spaces, and there's one that's big that is about 50 feet. So, well, let's take a break. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Peace. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this form of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. 
Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, welcome back to the show, Tech Team. I'm Mark. And I'm Dylan. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's uh, finish up our conversation about robotics. So, welcome back. Uh, almost done here. Yep, almost almost that time again. Sad face. Um, but uh, let's see. So, our first thing we're going to talk about in this section is Gadget of the Week. Uh, our weekly segment we're planning on doing. It's uh, neat little things that are uh, pretty cheap. And this week's Gadget of the Budget is an app called Starwalk. Now, this is unavailable on iPhone, iPod, you know, anything that's Apple that has an app store, right? So, I'll sh- so it's kind of, it's really neat, and it has, like, it uses a gyroscope, right? I'm looking at it right now. It's really neat. You can look around, and with a gyroscope, it lets you look, because the uh, iPhone has one built in. You can see all around, see all the constellations. It is really neat. It really is. And it shows uh, all the planets. I see Moon. I see Mars. I see, and I see all like satellites and stuff. Um, it's it's really neat. About five bucks. Dylan, you've seen this. What do you think? It is amazing, and it is really high tech for five dollars. It's an amazing thing, and um, it points out all the constellations to you. So if you're like, hmm, I wonder where the Big Dipper is, flip on that app, point it up to the sky, and there it is. Exactly. And th- this actually looks at what is really there. If you use a gyroscope, it actually looks as- at what is really there. So if, if I'm using this gyros- gyroscope, I can look north and I'll actually be looking at the north. So the- so where everything is with using the gyroscope is actually there. So you're looking at the real constellations, not just yeah. where you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Like it, like I can use my fingers and scroll around a bit, but if I use the gyroscope, I'm actually looking at what's really there. It's pretty neat. It's a very high-tech app. It it's almost looks 3D, like when you look at the picture. It's got, like, the distance, the close-ups. It's got the lines to show you what everything is, the names under them. What's a satellite? What's a planet? What's the stars? Which one's the constellation? It's got all sorts of crazy awesome stuff on there. You can even hear that pretty cool music going on. I think Mark <laughs> likes the music more than an app, but I don't know. But, yeah, and, like, all the music and the way it just works, it all ties it in. It's really great. I like I like it a lot. So, out of five stars, what would you rate it, Mark? This app, I'd probably rate it four and a half. Okay. Probably. It's a really good app. I'd rate it a five, but... <laughs> there's And that's, there's even, like, um, and there is a search, sorry, a search, um, search engine on it. So you can look for certain constellations. And there's also... Um, what, what's it called? Um, spacing. Oh, it also has pictures of like stars blowing up, of just no like and like the Milky Way. It has pictures of that. And uh, here's a picture of the day. Let's look at this. 
Uh, it's it's really neat. And let's see here. It's loading up right now. It's really cool. Um, like I said, it's five dollars. It's really neat. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for it to load up here. It's a really cool picture. So it shows real life pictures of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The pictures they show here are actually real life. The constellations that it shows that's animation, but it's really good. That yeah. So here it goes. See, look at that. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Now you can. Um, I'm sorry, you guys can't see this right now, but it's amazing. It's like uh, let me try to describe it. So imagine, so just imagine black deep space stars, right? Now imagine two like blue things, right mm-hmm. in the middle. They're like two blue balls, basically, surrounded by like this red kind of dust. It's it's like beautiful. It's amazing. And this is a real picture. So if you want that app, go to the, your app store, search in Starwalk, and buy it for five bucks. It's an amazing app. Yeah, it's pre- it's really cool. So moving on from gadget on a budget. It's time for autism. Uh, so we do a sem- segment on autism every week. Uh, it's cause be- kind of something that's kind of close to me. Just because I, for those of you who didn't hear last week's show, it's because I used to have autism. I was, I was diagnosed with autism about the age of two. I lost all speech at 14. So you can go back to that episode and listen to my story. So this week, uh, we're going to combine robotics and autism. Talk about a robot named Keepon. Keepon is a little sponge dude that dances. He's awesome. Yes. You can look up, you can look up Keepon. It's K-E-P-O-N. Okay, imagine two yellow kind of foam balls on top of each other, almost like a 3D8, almost, right? And this would be like... Um, this would be like, and the first, this was first like announced or, you know, like shown to the world in a music video. Um, and it's called Keep My Mic On or Keep, like I turned something on, something like that. And it's, it's funny because it, it had him dance. It was like, I turn my, something like that. And you see him rock his head back and forth. Well, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This show's tech team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And our topic today is autism. Yes. Well, um, so what, like I was just, we were just talking about a robot named Keepon. Uh, so as I was saying, uh, this first video they was shown in, he dances around. It's it was pretty cool, right? And I saw um, now the goal for this robot was actually to help kids with autism, right? And uh, since uh, robots do not have, like at least yeah, robots don't have as much like facial expressions or like stuff like that. But for 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 kids with autism, that actually helps because they're not they're not as like responsive to uh, like real people who mm-hmm. have all facial expressions, and this actually helps them a lot. This uh, this robot and the robot, so the robot has like a, it's on top of a little cylinder which has all the motors, and inside it has it has two eyes and like a nose, and the nose holds a microphone, and the two eyes hold two cameras. So they can videotape the kids' reactions. Yes, and it also knows where the kids' face, faces are. So the the cameras can also blah, the cameras tell uh, the robot that where the faces are, where the kids are, and it also sends a video feedback to if there is um, uh, like a psychologist and uh, can use uh, use Keepar to look at the kids and see what they do with it. So you can also watch that, and there's also an option. Uh, I haven't seen very many people do it, but there's an option that has, you can control it, the remote control. So, um, Keepon, uh, he had, 
he first got famous from YouTube. He had two million views, and um, he got famous for his little dance moves. But his real purpose is to help children with autism and to try and help them recover. Yeah, it was. Um, he he's a pretty cool robot. Um, but there was this thing in that in that uh, autism video I was talking about. See, he he did this uh, in the in the video, right? So the guy who created it, it's explaining it, and he has like the cover off to show all the motors, and it's really interesting, intri- in, intricate working, and it's really neat. It's a bunch of motors like there's a piston pulling it up and down. There's motors twisting it side to side. So it's a robot, and though it looks like. A little sponge dude on the outside. There's really lots of metal and motors and robotic technology on the inside. Yeah, he's pretty cute, though, I have to say. Actually, to on that note, he is, like, some people say he is the cutest medical device. Wow. Well, uh, see, we're going to move on from this to... Okay, my parents just got this new awesome thing. You may have heard about it. It's the greatest thing ever iPhone 4S. Now, <laughs> exactly. This is just amazing, right? Now, if for those of you who listened to last week's show, you heard I got the Kindle Fire, and I was doing a review of it to the iPad. Now, this is going to be like a quick review on the iPhone, and if there's not enough time, I'm sorry, if there is enough time, review to the iPad. So this iPhone is uh, basically a small version of the iPad, but it has phone, right, messages, uh, and my favorite thing. Hi, Siri. Wait for it. Hello. This is Siri. She's probably one of the most advanced voice recognition systems ever. This is, like, pretty much my favorite thing about the iPhone. Really, just this is just this alone. It's just amazing. What day is it? It's Thursday, January twelfth, two thousand twelve. Isn't that cool? Come on, that is amazing. So, if you don't have anyone to talk to, you have your iPhone. Exactly. So you can ask Siri all sorts of questions that she'll answer for you. Like, um, ask her what her favorite color is. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is... Well, I don't know how to say it in your language. It's sort of greenish, but with more dimensions. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, uh, one last thing before we go. We're, yeah, we, we run out of time. So I think we'll do this... Uh, well, I'll finish up on it next week. This is a pretty cool fun. Uh, one last thing before we go, I want to mention another thing that Siri does. It gives you directions. So I say, where is the nearest McDonald's? I found 12 restaurants matching McDonald's fairly close to you. So that's pretty cool. But we're running out of time now, so I'll, I'll continue with this uh, next radio show. Just keep, keep tuning in and listen for that. Well, thank you for joining us. Listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com. Contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com and mention our name and or the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye. That's our show. Make sure you tune in to the tech team every week for the latest in tech info on the Voice America Kids channel. 
We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 